This podcast is a production of Phoenix Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the Phoenix Media Podcast Network by visiting phoenixmedia.us. The views expressed do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers and may contain language that's unsuitable for younger listeners. Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, Perry White and Jimmy Olsen have some strange experiences in their frantic search for Lois Lane. We'll join them in a moment. But right now, here is our good friend, Dan McCullough. Say, gang, bet you'd be kind of worried if you saw Smokey Stover trying to put out a fire (laughs) because he makes so many silly mistakes. But just the same, his picture makes a mighty slick-looking comic button in the series you're all collecting from packages of Kellogg's Pep. Fact is, all these funny sheet characters look just as real as they do in the comic strips. Like Smitty and Harold Teen and Superman, why, you'd know them anywhere. And all of those buttons are so brilliant and colorful, they really show up when you wear them pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap. Gay, red and blue and black against a gleaming white enamel background. Real humdingers. But that's just one reason why all the fellows and girls in the gang are so busy on their collections. It's a load of fun, too. Exciting fun. Particularly trading duplicates with your friends. So don't miss out. Ask Mom right now to get you some of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Because that's the only way you can get these nifty comic buttons. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. They come only as exclusive prizes in packages of Kellogg's Pet. Get your comic buttons, gang, from P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. As you remember, first Lois Lane and then Jimmy Olsen seemingly heard human speech coming out of the mouth of a Siamese cat Lois had been given for Christmas. Soon after, Lois disappeared and the taxi driver in whose cab she was last seen told a fantastic story of being forced to the curb by a black hearse, driven by a man with a ghost-like voice who spirited Lois away. The following night, Jimmy and Editor Perry White heard the cat talk in Lois's voice, pleading with them to come to a house on Myrtle Drive where she was in need of help. Unable to contact Clark Kent, Jimmy and White drove to the house alone. It was a ramshackle abandoned mansion on the outskirts of Metropolis where in the musty, inky darkness, they heard strange and mysterious voices whispering their names. But when they struck a match, the room was empty and silent. And then suddenly, eerie, witch-like laughter broke the silence. Startled, 
Jimmy Olsen clutched Perry White's arm. Did did you hear that, Mr. White? You think I'm deaf? Somebody laughed. It, it, it came from the next room. No, no it didn't. It, it came from this room. It called my arm. I want to light a match. But, but you just lit one, and, and there was nobody here. Well, somebody's here now. Now where? See? Nobody is here, except us. <laughs> That's funny. I don't think it's funny. Come on, let's get out of here. Nothing doing. I... Oh, oh would you stop jumping like a scared grasshopper every time a match burns my fingers? Oh, I, I didn't know. I... Listen... What's that? I don't... Take it easy, take it easy. Now, that, that, that was just a door. Sure, but... But who slammed it? Quiet. But I... Quiet, I said. I don't hear anyone. Must have been the wind. There, there isn't any wind tonight. What the... the... That awful laugh again. It is in this room. Where'd I put the matches? Huh? Oh, oh. Uh, I've got a... It's Barry White. Who said that? I I don't know. It's Jimmy Olsen. <gasps> huh? It's Barry White and Jimmy Olsen. It's Barry White and Jimmy Olsen. Oh, golly. Now, just take it easy. I... Take it easy. Barry White and Jimmy Olsen. I'll see who... Who blasted I off the match? Barry White and Jimmy Olsen. I hear steps. Somebody... You hear me? Some... I'm trying to find the matches. It's Barry White and Jimmy Olsen. I'm going to get out of here. You come back here. Nothing doing. Those awful voices. No. Let go. Let your foot in the gym. Oh, I I bumped into the wall. No, don't do things like that. Well, who's that? Who's what? Don't you hear those steps? No. Well, they just stopped. There they are again. Yeah. Now they stopped. Now be careful, Jim. I, I... Oh, I, I guess those steps were me. You? Yeah, I was trying to find the door, but I'm all mixed up. I, I don't know where it is. Oh, of all the dummies. Come here and help me look for the matches. No, I... Jimmy Olsen. Those voices. Here they go again. Mr. White. Where are you? Mr. White. Uh, I'm right over here. Where? Uh, here, right here. I don't want to move. I dropped the matches right around here. Listen to him. Let's get out of here. Let's call the police. We need the matches to get out. I'm all twisted around, too. Anyhow, Lois... I don't believe she's here. Well, she said she was. The voice has stopped. Yeah, but maybe... Maybe... Maybe what? Where are you? Maybe they... They're coming for us. <gasps> Somebody touch me! Yeah, me too. Let go! Let go, that train! Get away from there! Let go! Get away! Yes, you young idiot. You you were fighting with me. Oh, my gosh. I thought... Oh, stop it, stop it. Get up. Oh, oh stop it. Stop it, I say. Of oh, all the names of poops. I bet I'm all black and blue. Couldn't you tell who it was? Couldn't you? Oh, all right, all right. Now, how are we going to find those matches? We must have rolled all over the floor. I don't know. Holy mackerel. Now what? I just remembered. I've got my fountain pen flashlight in my pocket. Look... Well, how do you like that? Of all the dumb, stupid... Jimmy Olsen. There they go again. Yeah. Hurry, get that flashlight working. Okay, I... Very white and Jimmy Olsen. There. No, no, shine it straight ahead. No, no, not at me, you ninny. Not at the floor. Ahead. Yeah, okay. It's very white and Jimmy Olsen. I don't see anyone. You shine it behind us. Okay. Oh. Still nobody. Sweep it around the room. Yeah, 
housekeepers. That, that laugh is even worse than, than the voices. But where is it? I mean, they. I don't know. I'm sure there's nobody here. But there has to be. Those voices. Unless... Unless what? Unless they... They're ghosts. Ah, ghosts. Will you stop acting like a lunatic? And who was talking and, and laughing? You said yourself the voices were right in this room. There's some hocus-pocus going on, that's what. And we're going to find out about it. <clears throat> What's that? But sounds like a cat. But where is it? I can hear it, but I can't see it. Never mind, never mind. Stop looking for it. But I... Stop, I said. I don't want to see it. I've all I want are cats for the rest of my life. It's not here. But I can hear it. Huh? That's Lois. Oh, help me. Help me, please, Jim. Mr. White. Lois. Miss Lane. Miss Lane, where are you? Help me. Help me. Shine the light around, Jim. Yeah, I am. Do you see her? No. Neither do I. Oh, my gosh, Chief. I... I know now. You know what? Lois. Lois, where are you? No, wait. Wait, Mr. White. Don't call her. Don't call Miss Lane. Why not? Because... Because I know what this is all about. It's terrible, Mr. White. Please don't call her. Please. With the cat meowing plaintively somewhere in the musty darkness of the room, Jimmy begs Perry White not to call Lois. Why? What has Jimmy suddenly discovered? The answer to the mystery? Now, back to the adventures of Superman. <laughs> In the weirdly frightening darkness of a deserted house on Myrtle Drive, Jimmy Olsen, listening to the plaintive meowing of a cat, has suddenly decided he knows the answer to the strange mystery and is pleading with Editor Perry White not to call to Lois. Please, Mr. White, please don't call Miss Lane. If you do... If I do what? If, if you do, it'll be terrible. What in the name of Jupiter are you talking about? I, I just thought of it just a second ago. I remember reading about it in a book. Reading about what? Now, look here, Olsen. Unless you stop bushing about the beat. I mean bashing around the bait. I mean beating around the bush. There'll be trouble. It, it's about people and cats. What about people and cats? Oh, I read in this book that the ancient Egyptians believed that when people... When people passed away, sometimes they turned into cats. So what? This is America, not Egypt. But... Maybe that's what happened to Miss Lane. Maybe, maybe she passed away and turned into a cat. You hear that? I'll bet it's Miss Lane. And I'll bet you should have your head examined. But, but we heard the cat speak to us in Miss Lane's voice, didn't we? I don't know. I don't know what we heard anymore. I don't know whether I'm coming or coming. Uh, I mean coming or going. Uh, give me that flashlight. What for? Uh, never mind what for. Give it to me. Here you are. Now. I'm going to search this house from cellar to attic. I'm going to find Lois if it kills me. Oh, don't say that, Mr. White. Please don't say it. Don't say what? That, that it's going to kill you. If Miss Lane is dead already, and, and if you... Lois isn't dead. Nobody's dead. Except you from the neck up. Now, come on. Where, where are you going? I told you I'm going to search every room of this house. Oh, no. Please don't, Mr. White. Please, it, it's dangerous. All right. If you think it's dangerous, stay right where you are. No. No, wait, Mr. White. Don't leave me. I'll come along. I... Well, what are you waiting for? Jim. Jim, where are you? Jim. Jim, answer me. 
Where are you, Jim? Jim! Jim, in the name of heaven, answer me! Jim! Jim. Suddenly and without warning, Jimmy Olson has disappeared, vanished into the musty darkness like a wisp of smoke. Jim, where are you, Jim? Frantically, Perry White swings the flashlight back and forth and calls out to the boy reporter, but there's no response. Nothing but black silence. Now what has happened? Fellows and girls, this is only the beginning. There's a lot more to come before Superman solves the mystery of the talking cat. A lot more excitement and more thrills than you can count. So don't miss a single episode. Tune in tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, and follow the mystery of the talking cat in the adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Behold my process. Ooh, yeah, we do something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, with an exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, those are backs just about for all collectors. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's F-E-N-I-X media dot U-S forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, to Editor Perry White's astonishment, Jimmy Olsen has suddenly disappeared. We'll join him in a moment for further details. But right now, let's hear what happened to Dan McCullough when he was walking down the block this morning. <laughs> well, doggone. Rusty. Huh? Oh, hi, Dan. Hey, what gives, Rusty? What's that you're nailing to the playground fence? It's a list. A list? Yeah, a list of comic buttons we're all collecting from packages of Kellogg's Pets. Yes, but all the kids know about those comic buttons. In fact, a few of them have collected pretty near all 18 of them. Why the list? Well, this is sort of a chart of duplicates we all want to trade. Let's see. Oh, yeah, I get it. On, on one side, you've got all the kids' names, then the duplicate buttons that they all have to swap, then the names of the buttons they need. Yeah. 
Nancy, there's your cousin Dara. She has two orphan Annie buttons. And she needs either Skeezix or Superman. Hey, this looks like a smart idea, Rusty. Sort of organizes your comic button trading. But, say, is it okay to nail the sign on the fence? Oh, sure. I asked Miss Roberts first if I could. Good for you, Rusty. Well, that re- that's really getting busy on collecting those swell comic buttons, isn't it, gang? Because nobody wants to miss out on a single one. They're so doggone smart-looking, and they're such exciting fun to collect that, well, you want to get them all. And you can, too. Sure, easy as anything. You don't have to send in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy these comic buttons anywhere. All you do is to ask Mom to get you plenty of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Inside every package, there's your exclusive prize. A brilliant colored comic button from P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. A strange and baffling mystery is threatening our friends on the Daily Planet. First, Lois Lane claimed that her Siamese cat had been talking to her in a human voice, warning her against Perry White. Then, Lois mysteriously disappeared. Jimmy Olsen was the next to hear the cat talk, and it warned him against Perry White. Finally, Jimmy and White seemingly heard the cat speak, this time in Lois's voice, begging them to come to her aid at a house on Myrtle Drive. Jimmy and White drove to the house, an old deserted mansion on the outskirts of Metropolis, where in the musty darkness they heard weird laughter and strange voices whispering their names. But when Jimmy swung his pencil flashlight around the rooms, they could see no one. Suddenly, they heard Lois call to them. But as they started forward, Jimmy disappeared. As we continue now, Perry White, with the aid of Jimmy's flashlight, is searching frantically for the boy reporter. Listen. Jim! Jim, where are you? Jim! What happened? Where are you? Good God, Perry. Those voices again. They're right in this room. But I can't see anyone. I'm going crazy. I I know I am. Jim! Jim, Lois! Where are you, Jim? Jim, Lois! Where are you? Perry White and Jimmy Olsen. Lois! Calling desperately, Perry White stumbles about the dark, dust-laden, mysteriously empty room. Meanwhile... Having failed to find any trace of Lois as Superman, Clark Kent, deeply worried, has arrived at Editor White's suburban home. In the kitchen, he's questioning Poco, Perry White's fat little cook, who, as you remember, speaks only in rhyme. Now, wait a minute, Poco. Let's get this straight. You mean to tell me you heard the cat talk, too? Yes, Mr. Kent. Strange as it seems, I was here in my kitchen when I heard screams. Screams? Oh, such terrible screams, they gave me a fright. And they came from the mouth of our Mr. White. Mr. White? I thought you said the cat. Oh, oh yes, the cat. Uh, I'm coming to that. Oh, all right, get to it. Just give me the facts. And never mind the rhymes, Poco. Uh, it, it really takes me much more time to think of words which do not rhyme. All right, tell me in rhyme then. But talk fast, Poco. What about the cat? And where did Mr. White and Jim go? Oh, they went to help poor Lois Lane. Lois? Hey, we heard her voice so clear and plain. You heard Lois's voice? When? Where? It came from the mouth of the cat. What? It, it's true as I'm short and fat. Oh, now, wait a minute, Poker. You... It's true, Mr. Kent. I swear it's true. But... I heard her as clearly as I hear you. You heard Lois's voice come from the cat? Yes, Mr. Kent. She was pleading for aid. Oh, dear, I was never so afraid. Of all the... You say you heard Lois's voice talking and asking for help? Yes. Yes, she was indeed. She told them to come with haste and speed. Oh, Mr. White phoned you, but you were away, so off they went without delay. Where did they go? Oh, to help Miss Lane. No, I know, but where, Poco, where? Oh, to, to... Oh, oh, yes. Uh, first in numbers, it rhymes with gate. What? Number, number, 
Number eight. Eight? eight yes. Uh-huh. Then a number that rhymes for snow. What? Oh, that would be the cipher O. Eight O. All right, then what? Good heavens, can't you tell me without all this this, this rhyming gibberish? Oh, don't scold me, please. I get confused, and then my poor brain is all abused. All right, all right, I'm sorry. Do it your way. You said eight, and then O. Then what? Uh, Then, then... Oh, yes, I know. The final number rhymes with heaven. Seven? Uh, Yes. How did you guess? All right, we have 807. Now, what does the next number rhyme with? Oh, first gate, then snow... Then heaven. Yes? It, that's the number, 807. Oh, good. All right, now what about the street, Poco? And don't tell me you remembered that by a rhyme. Oh, of course I did. Oh. It's the name of a girl. A girl? Uh, and, uh, and it rhymes with some creature as, as small as a squirrel. Oh, come on, Poco, what is it? I'm, I'm thinking. Was it a rabbit? No. Was it a bird? No. Come on, come on. Uh, was it a frog? No. Was it a dog? <gasps> no. Good heavens, do we have to go through the whole animal kingdom? Think, Poco, think. Lois is in trouble. Mr. White and Jimmy may be in trouble, too. Oh, hurry, hurry, worry, worry. You've got my brain in a terrible flurry. Oh, all right, now, now, steady down. Take it easy. I warned you that abusing me would only end in confusing me. Oh, I, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I, I, I didn't mean to, to abuse you. Just, just relax now and try to think. You said the street had a girl's name, right? Yes, and the name rhymed with... Yes? Oh, shame, shame. I'd forgotten the name. Oh, of all the crazy... Look, uh, never mind, Poco. We'll try it another way. I'll run through as many girls' names as I can, and if I hit the right one, you stop me. I'm a fool. I'm a fool. All right, never mind, never mind. Now, let's let's see. A, A, Abigail. Abigail? Anne? There, there, there's a Queen Anne's court in Metropolis. Is it that? No, not that. Oh, dear. B, Barbara. Betty. It, it came, but, it came. I have the name. You have? Well, what is it? A, a turtle, 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 turtle. Turtle? I never heard of a turtle street. Oh, it rhymes with turtle. Oh. Uh, it, Bertle, curtle, dirtle, fertile. Gertle, uh, uh, hurtle, jertle, curtle. Myrtle, myrtle. 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 Wait, that's a girl's name. Uh, yes, uh, and the name of the street we seek, which I heard Miss Lane and the strange cat speak. There's a Myrtle Drive. Uh, the name is the same. 807 Myrtle Drive. All right, now listen, Poco. The cat is sleeping in Mr. White's room. Close the door so it can't get away. Do you understand? Oh, I won't go near it. I greatly fear it. Oh, it won't hurt you. Just close the bedroom door. I'll see you later. It's dark, so out of these clothes in a hurry. Talking cat and speaking in Lois's voice. It's ridiculous. There's something queer going on here. Something I don't understand. But I intend to find out as Superman. There we are, all set. Up, up, and away! Leaping from Perry White's lawn, Superman streaks away through the night sky to the outskirts of the city, where he drops down before the dark, deserted mansion at 807 Myrtle Drive. Pushing open the sagging door, he strides into the house. Startled, Perry White, still searching for Jimmy, challenges him. Who? Who's that? Don't be frightened, Mr. White. It's Superman. Oh, yeah? Now you stay away from me. But I tell you, I'm Superman. And I'm the king as I am. You keep away from me now. I, I, I've got a gun. You haven't got any gun, but you have a flashlight. Shine it on me and you'll see who I am. Uh, I can't. I wore the battery out looking for... For whom? Where's Jim? Uh, as if you didn't know. As if I... Now, wait. No, no, don't come any closer. I'll hit you with a tear. Uh, you're one of them. One of whom? The, the, the voice. Voice? You took Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen away. Jim? What happened to him? Oh, look. Look, who are you? Well, what did you do to Lois? And where did you take Jimmy? I didn't uh, take... What do you want of us? Oh, please bring them back. 
Tell me where they are. I, Look, I'm going crazy. We're not getting anywhere this way. Where are you going? There's a package of matches on the floor. I've got to prove to you who I am. Oh, those are my matches. I lost them before. You mean you can see them in the dark? Of course I can. Then, then maybe you are. See for yourself. I'll strike a match. There. You are Superman. Thank heaven. Well, at least we've got that settled. Between you and Poco, it's a wonder I'm not hearing cat talks, too. All right, now, tell me quickly what happened. Well, well just, just a little while ago in this very room, Jim and I heard Lois call to us. You're sure it was Lois? Why, of course I am. Don't you think I know Lois's voice? And she was right in this room with the other voices. What other voices? Well, they kept saying, Perry White, Jimmy Olsen. Perry White, Jimmy Olsen, until I thought I'd go mad. Then we heard Lois, and right after that, Jim disappeared. What? It's as true as I'm standing here. Oh, find him, Superman. Find him. He's somewhere in this house, and so is Lois. No, they're not. They must be. I tell you, they're not. And what's more, Lois was never here. She is. She is. I heard her. You couldn't have. And you couldn't have heard those other voices either. Except for you and Jim, nobody's been in this house tonight. What does Superman mean? How could Perry White and Jimmy Olsen have heard the strange voices if nobody has been in the house? Now, back to the adventures of Superman. In the musty darkness of the old house on Myrtle Drive where Jimmy Olsen mysteriously disappeared, Superman has just startled Perry White by saying... Except for you and Jim, nobody has been in this house tonight. Well, you're wrong. I'm not wrong, Mr. White. There are only two sets of footprints in this room. Yours and Jim's. What? Yes. And there are no other footprints anywhere else in the house. Why, the dust is two or three inches thick on the floors. No one could have walked in without leaving footprints. Then, then how... Good heavens, Superman. Don't tell me I'm out of my mind. Wait. Wait, I can't be. Jim. Jim, what happened to Jim? He was right here with me. I can't understand Help. It. What's that? What? Help What's me. That? Mr. White. Help me. Good country. That's Jim. Yes. Help me, Mr. White. I'm with Lois. Please help us. Help. Jim. Jim, where are you? Superman, he's right here. He's in this room. No, he is. He is. You heard him yourself. Yes, I heard him, but he's not in this room. What's more, he's not in this house. I can't understand it, Mr. White. I don't know where his voice is coming from. Help us, Mr. White. Help us. Please help us. Help. Help. Startled, help. Superman stands in the darkness with a trembling help. Perry White listening to Jimmy's voice coming out of nowhere. The man of steel strains every sense and nerve, trying to fathom this weird, baffling mystery, which even he seems unable to solve. What has happened to Jimmy Olsen and to Lois Lane? And what is the secret of the strange voices? Can you figure it out? Well, be sure to listen tomorrow when something even more amazing happens. Tune in, same time, same station, for another exciting episode of The Mystery of the Talking Cat in The Adventures of Superman! Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. 
Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, who is today as completely puzzled as Perry White by the sudden and strange disappearance of Jimmy Olsen. We'll take you to the scene in a moment. But right now, here's a word from Dan McCullough. You know, it seems like every time two or more kids get together these days, they start right off talking about those swell comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pet. At school recess or after school or on weekends, you fellas and girls are mighty busy comparing notes on how many comic buttons you've collected so far. And trading duplicates, too. Boy, that's a load of fun. Maybe you have two Orphan Annie buttons, but you don't have Superman yet. And maybe one of your friends has a duplicate Superman but needs Orphan Annie. So you swap, and each one has a new comic button to add to his collection. And you know the best part is, your fun keeps right on. Sure, because there are 18 different buttons in the series, and you'll want to get them all. And no wonder, there's a doggone bright and smart looking, straight from the funny papers. So how about asking Mom to get you some more of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. The only way you can get these nifty comic buttons is as exclusive prizes in packages of Pep. Remember, that's P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. After revealing that a Siamese cat, a gift from an unknown admirer, had been talking to her in a human voice and warning her against editor Perry White, Lois Lane mysteriously disappeared. The following night, Jimmy Olsen and Perry White heard Lois's voice apparently coming from the cat's mouth telling them she was at a house on Myrtle Drive and needed help desperately. Driving to the house, a seemingly deserted old mansion on the outskirts of Metropolis, they heard strange voices whispering their names. But when they flashed a light around the room, they could see no one. Then, as they heard Lois call to them, Jimmy disappeared. And when Superman arrived a few minutes later, he told White that neither Jimmy, Lois, nor anyone else was in the house. Just then, they heard Jimmy calling faintly for help. But Superman was unable to see him. Puzzled? He stands beside the trembling Perry White in the dark, musty room. Listen. That's strange. Jim sounded as if he were right here in this very room. Oh, of course he did, and he is. Strike a match, Superman. He isn't in this room, Mr. White. He isn't anywhere in the house. He must be. We heard him. I know, but he isn't here. There's no one in this house except you and me. And there are no hidden speaking devices in the walls or floor. I... I can't understand. Oh, I'm going out of my mind. I'm stark raving mad. There must be a logical explanation for all this. Oh, must there? Yes. <laughs> Cats talking like human beings. Lois disappearing from a taxi cab in broad daylight. Jim vanishing in the thin air. <laughs> What's the matter? <laughs> a cat. Did you hear it? Yes, there's a cat on the front porch. You, you, you sure I, I didn't just hear it like, like I heard the voices? Of course not. It's on the front porch, I tell you. Maybe, maybe, maybe it's Jim. Huh? Or Lois. What? Maybe we're all crazy. Maybe maybe the Egyptians were right. What Egyptians? What are you talking about? Jim said the Egyptians believe that when a man dies, he turns into a cat. Oh, now, wait uh, a minute. I heard the cat talk with my own eyes. I mean, with my own ears. I heard it in my own bedroom. You it, did. It talked with Lois's voice. I'm surprised at you, Mr. White. You know better than to believe silly superstitions like that. No, I don't know what to believe anymore. I think I'm going out of my mind. I think I am out of my mind. Come on, now, pull yourself together. We've got to find Jim and Lois. No, I don't think we'll ever find them. Of course we will. Now, listen, try to remember. Just where were you when Jim disappeared? Here, here, in this room. No, 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 we were in the next room. I, oh, I can't remember. Well, he couldn't have disappeared from this room. Let's have a look at the other room. No, wait, don't leave me, Superman. I'm right here. Where? Where? I can't see you. Right here. Uh-oh. What's the matter? Stop, don't move. What, but... Don't move, I said. There's a trap door right in front of you. A trap door? Yes. 
It's set on spring hinges in the floor. That's how Jim disappeared. He stepped on that trap door. Oh, you good Godfrey. Of course. Jim went through the trap door. Wait a minute. That's queer. Well, what is? What's under the trap door? Nothing. Nothing? Just a hole, a rough excavation under the house. Looks as if someone started to build a cellar once and gave it up. Is, is Jim down there? No, nobody is. Except? Except what? The cat that was on the front porch a minute ago. The, 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 the cat? Yes, now don't go getting any crazy ideas. The, 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 maybe, maybe, maybe Jim, the cat... Look, Mr. White, you're letting your imagination get the best of you. Now, you've got to pull yourself together. No, I can't, I can't. I'm done for. I can't stand anymore. I'm an old man, and now I'm losing my mind. Snap out of it. There's work to be done. That's your car out in front, isn't oh, it? I don't know, I don't know. It may not be a car anymore. Maybe it's an elephant. Don't be silly. Get in the car and drive to the nearest telephone. Call Inspector Henderson and tell him to come out here. Then go back to the Daily Planet and wait. Henderson, Daily Planet, all right. Here, wait a minute. I'll help you around the trap door and out of the house. Careful now. Wait a minute. Let me lead you. Oh, Jim. Lois, talking cat. Take it easy. Oh, I can't stand it. I, I can't stand it. I can't stand it. now. Here we are. Uh, all right, come on. Uh, there, you can see now, can't you? Yes, I, I feel better out here. Okay. Call Henderson, then go back to the planet. Well, where are you going? Look for Jim, of course. Lois, I heard Jim's voice. He must be somewhere around here, and I intend to find him. See you later, Mr. White. Up and away! Leaping from the rickety porch, Superman circles above the mysterious dark house, then widens his range to search every inch of land below him within the radius of a mile. But finally, worried and baffled, he gives up. A steeple clock is striking midnight as the man of steel, once more in the guise and garb of Clark Kent, walks through the city room of the Daily Planet, then enters the office of Perry White, where the gray-haired editor is anxiously pacing the floor. Anything new, Chief? Huh? What, what the, the... Oh, 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 it's you, Kent. Did you hear from Inspector Henderson? Yes, but no snow. He said that he couldn't find Jim or Lois either, and he said the same thing about Superman did. Oh, what's that? That the dust in that old house on Myrtle Drive is inches thick. Nobody could walk in it without leaving footprints. Yes, I know. And the only footprints were in the two front rooms. They were mine and Jim's and Superman's. Uh-huh. So where did those voices come from? You got me. I made certain there were no hidden speaking devices in the house. Then what happened to Jim and to Lois? Unless Superman can find them. He hasn't been able to yet. Well, how do you know? He told me to wait. Here. He hasn't been able to find a trace of them. Did you see him? Well, I, I, I was in touch with him, yes. <laughs> well, then what'll we do? It isn't only us, it's Jim's mother. I've been walking the floor wondering what to tell her when Chase Superman didn't find him. Yes, I've been thinking about that, too. We'd better call her, Chief. Want me to do it? No, 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 that's my job. I'm Jim's employer. I'll do it right now. Might as well get it over with. Well, let's see, it's... A Metropolis 60129. Huh? Oh, yeah. Oh, one, two, nine. Uh-huh. Poor woman. Probably worried to death. Well, maybe by this time she's used to Jim being out late on assignments. If only I could offer her some hope, but I can't. I haven't given up hope yet. Mm, I have. Lois has been gone for two days, not a trace of her. And now Jim disappears into thin air, too. Oh, now listen to me, Chief. People don't disappear into thin air. Well, they did. Oh. It's funny. What? Why doesn't Mrs. Olson answer? She couldn't have gone to bed. She never does until Jim gets home. Then where... Oh, here she is now. Uh, Miss Olson? This is Perry White. I, uh... Oh, I'm all right, thanks. Yes. Uh, listen, I, uh... I'm afraid I have some bad news. You, uh... You see, uh... Jim, uh... <laughs> is he fired? Oh, no, no. Nothing like that. Uh, you, you see... You see... Do I what? 
What's the matter, Chief? Just a minute, Ken. Now, wait a minute, Mrs. Olson. Say that again. Are you sure? No, 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 of course not. It isn't necessary. I mean, necessary. I... It isn't necessary. No, 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 nothing. Uh, good night, Miss Olson. Good night. Kent, what is it, Chief? Mrs. Olson says Jimmy is home in bed. What? Fast asleep. Amazed, Clark Kent stares at Editor Perry White. Jimmy Olson safe at home and asleep in bed. What does this mean? Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Informed by Jimmy Olsen's mother that the boy reporter was safe at home and fast asleep, Clark Kent and Perry White drove to Jimmy's house, eager to learn what had happened to him and why he had failed to get in touch with them after the experience at the deserted house. As we continue now, Mrs. Olsen is leading the way to the stairs which ascend to Jimmy's top floor bedroom. Now, we're sorry to disturb you at this hour of the night, Mrs. Olsen, but it's very important that we talk to Jim. Oh, that's perfectly all right, Mr. White. I know how it is in the newspaper business. Tell me. Have you heard anything of Miss Lane? No, not yet. Oh, my, the poor thing. And such a lovely girl she is, too. Jimmy's room's at the head of these stairs. I'll take you up. What the... What's the matter, Kent? Uh, I, I know where Jim's room is, Mrs. Olsen. You don't have to bother coming up. Well, if you don't mind, then I won't go up with you. These stairs are a little hard on me as I get older. Oh, sure, you're not old. <laughs> of course not. Look, did you say you saw Jim come home tonight? Well, no, I didn't see him. You didn't? But I heard him. Oh, I see. Well, what's the matter with you, Ken? She said Just that... a minute, Chief. Go on, Mrs. Olsen. Ever since I had the flu, Jimmy won't hear me waiting up for him anymore late at night. But I always hear him come in. And you heard him come in tonight? Well, yes. About an hour ago. Ken, huh? do you have to play detective at one o'clock in the morning? I'm sorry, I... Oh, sorry. Now, don't mind him, Mrs. Olsen. He's dizzy. Now, you go on back to bed. All right, then. Good night, Mr. White. Good night, Mr. Ken. Good night, Mrs. Olsen. Good night. Come on, Chief. Hurry. Oh, now you're in a hurry. You waste ten minutes asking dumb questions. They weren't dumb. Oh, no. What difference does it make when Jim came the home? The difference is that he didn't. What do you mean he didn't? Get ready for a shock, Chief. That's Jim's bedroom. What's the matter with you, Ken? Nothing's the matter with me, but... Go and open the door. All right. Wait a minute. I'll switch on the light. Look, Chief. Look at what... Good country. What's that cat doing on Jim's bed? I don't know. And where's Jim? I'm not sure, Chief. But I'm beginning to get an idea. Pale and trembling, Perry White stares at the cat on Jimmy Olsen's bed. A cold black cat that, awakened by the opening of the door, rises and stretches, mewing plaintively, its green eyes glowing like emeralds. What does this mean? Where is Jimmy, and why is there a strange cat in this place? Superman is on the trail of the mystery, and in Monday's episode, he may have the answer. So, fellows and girls, don't miss Monday's thrilling episode of this exciting story. Tune in same time, same station... For another chapter of the mystery of the talking cat in... The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC publications. 
You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, the mystery of the talking cat has Perry White more bewildered than ever. We'll join him with his star reporter, Clark Kent, in just a moment. But right now, let's hear from our good friend, Dan McCullough. You know, gang, when you fellows and girls started collecting those swell comic buttons from packages of Kellogg's Pep, it was early fall and sunny enough some days to even go without a sweater. But now, if you want your collection of comic buttons to show up, you'll wear them pinned on your warm jacket or your cap. Of course, you've collected a lot more by this time, and you've had a load of fun doing it. Take swapping duplicates, for example. Boy, there's something that gives you a real thrill. You know, say you have two Superman buttons, and you need a Smitty or an Orphan Annie. So, you find out which one of your pals needs Superman and make the trade. That way, you both have a different bright-colored button to add to your collection. A real humdinger, too. Done up in full comic strip colors on a shiny white enamel button that really shows up. So, gang, keep working on your collection. Ask Mom to get you some more of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep. Because that's the only way you can get these new comic buttons. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But there's an exclusive prize for you in every package of P-E-P Pep. Made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. A fawn-colored Siamese cat, which was sent to Lois Lane as a Christmas gift, has been creating havoc among our friends on the Daily Planet. First Lois, and then Jimmy Olsen said the cat had spoken to them in a human voice, warning them to beware of Perry White. Then Lois mysteriously disappeared from a taxi cab in broad daylight, and Jimmy disappeared from a deserted house, to which Lois, whose voice apparently came from the mouth of the cat, had summoned them. When even Superman could find no trace of the boy reporter, Perry White phoned Jimmy's mother only to be told that Jimmy was home, safely asleep in his bed. Amazed, White and Clark Kent hurried to the Olsen home. But when they opened the door of Jimmy's top-floor bedroom, they saw not the freckled-faced boy reporter, but a black cat, which mewed plaintively at them from the bed. Listen. Kent. Uh, uh, can't. Look, look, look. I look. see it. A cat. It's a... Uh, uh, a cat. You said it before, Chief. Jimmy. It's Jimmy. Oh, now, wait it's a minute. Jimmy, Chief. I tell you. It must For be. For heaven's sake, Chief. You... There, 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 you see? He, he answered us. Are you out of your mind? Yes. No, 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 I don't know. But it, it has to be Jim. Mrs. Olson said he came up here a little while ago to go to bed. She was mistaken. Well, how could she be? And she isn't. But... It, it all makes sense now. Nonsense, you mean? No, no, no. First Lois and then... Jim disappeared. Something happened to them, and they and they turned. Now, don't to... give me any more of that ancient Egyptian superstition about people dying and turning into cats. And I laughed at it too when Jim reminded me of well, it. Well, but I heard Lois's voice coming from the cat. Oh, not 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 this one. Uh, the, the Siamese. But you couldn't have. I tell you, I did with my own two ears. So loud, Chief. We don't want to frighten Mrs. Olson and stop being silly. Uh, I only wish I was being silly. You are. But I heard her. I tell you. <laughs> so did Jim. Cats can't talk. You know that some kind of a trick. Well, that's what I kept saying until I heard her talk in Lois's voice. Oh. And then in the old house, we heard her again. 
Well, we couldn't see her. And Superman said she had never been in the house. That's right. Uh, but we heard her voice. And then we heard a cat. And Superman saw a cat. Well, so what? Cats often hang around deserted houses. Not talking cat. Now, wait a minute. That after Jim disappeared, we couldn't see him either. But... But we heard his voice. And then we heard a cat. Oh. And Superman saw a cat under the house where, where Jim had gone through the trap door. Again, I say, so what? Cats like to go under houses. Heaven's sake, Chief, at your age. Then where is Jim? Well, I'll admit I don't know. Then I'll tell you where he is. He's, he's... You stay away from me, Catty. Mrs. Olson. Oh, oh, oh. Oh, yes, yes. Now, look here, Chief. Unless you stop acting like a child, I wash my hands of the whole Now, matter. you get that cat away from me. Do you hear? You get in the way, I say. Now, you see? I told you to keep your voice down. It's all right, Mrs. Olson. I heard Mr. White scream. Oh, well, he's always screaming about one thing or another. Now, we don't want to scare her. Pull yourself together. Oh, I can't. I, I've come all apart at the seams. My head is going around like a top and my, my legs won't hold me up. But then sit down. Whatever you do, don't repeat any of that cat nonsense to Jimmy's mother. <laughs> if it only was nonsense. Well, are you sure everything's all right? Oh, certainly. Why, well, where's Jimmy? There, there he is. Where? I don't see him. Uh, and, and what's that cat doing here? It, Jim doesn't seem to be here, Mrs. Olson. Are you sure he came home tonight? Well, of course he did. I heard him. But you didn't see him. Well, no. Like I said, since I had the flu, Jimmy won't let me wait up for him anymore. But I heard him come in and go up to bed. You mean Jimmy didn't come in? Well... It, it was someone else? It, it was... Uh, oh! Kent, will you stop kicking me? Uh, you probably didn't hear anyone, Mrs. Olson. Oh, but I'm sure I heard his door open. He was very quiet. I know he didn't want to wake me, but he... Well, you see, the, the chances are you dreamed it. Or, or maybe Jim did come home. Uh, I'll but... say he did. I can't imagine where this cat came from. You say Jimmy did come home, Mr. Kent? Well, I thought you said... Oh, I said maybe he came home to, uh, oh, you know, to get something. Some notes on a story or something, and, and then went out again. Very quietly, so as not to disturb you. Oh, you mean he's on assignment? No, he... Oh, Kent, if you don't stop kicking oh, me... Oh, I'm sorry, Chief. I didn't want to step on a cat. Uh, we we better be going now. It's late. I can't imagine where that cat came from. Unless Jimmy was home tonight and he found the cat outside and brought it in with him. He's been bringing home stray animals ever since he was able to walk. Well, that's very likely. Well, I hope he doesn't start bringing mice home now. Uh, mice? Uh, Mr. White's so tired. He doesn't know what he's saying. He often gets that way. Don't worry, Mrs. Olson. I'm sure Jim will be home soon. All right, come along, Chief. I'll take the cat out with me. Here, kitty, kitty, kitty. Come on. Are you yeah. sure everything's all right, Mr. Kent? Oh, certainly. Mr. White's been acting so strangely. Well, oh, no, me? <laughs> Why, I'm fine. I'm wonderful. <laughs> Couldn't be better. <laughs> I don't understand all this. Oh, Mr. White's very funny, isn't he? <laughs> He's practicing that new laugh. Well, we'll be going. Now, don't you worry about anything. Come along, Chief. Good night, Mrs. Olsen. Good night. Wait, 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 wait a minute, Kent. Hold on. What's the matter? What's the idea of not letting me drive my own car? You're in no condition to drive tonight. If a cat ran across the street, you'd probably wind up wrapped around a telephone. Don't pole. mention cats to me. Oh, I hope I never see another one as long as I live. Oh, the way my heart's been acting up, I don't think I'll live through the night. Oh, you don't know what I've been through. Well, I do know you've been acting like a chump. What? How dare you talk to me like that? Believing cats can talk. Thinking Lois and Jimmy turned into cats, and you the editor of a great newspaper. Well, I'll admit now that I've had a chance to cool off, it, it does seem a little preposterous. A little preposterous? Yes, but... But but what? Well, I heard Lois's Siamese cat talk, oh. and in Lois's voice. There you go again. I tell you, it was a trick. How could it be? The cat was right beside me on the bed. I practically had my hand on it. It was a trick, a very clever trick. Will you stop saying that? I'm telling myself the same thing. But what happened to Lois and what? to Jim? 
And how could we hear their voices in the old house when even Superman couldn't see anybody? I don't know how yet, but I intend to find out. You intend to find out? Yes. <laughs> Mr. Sherlock Holmes. Oh. Superman couldn't find out, but you can. Yes, and Now what? then, tell me this. Even if it was a trick, who would do a terrible thing like that? And that's a little detail I intend to uncover, too. Now, you do. How? Will you stop making noises like a cat? What? No, 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 I, I won't say it. Pete, look out for that one. What? Pete's sake, will you take it easy? I saw it. Scare me like that. What did you start to say? Oh, oh, oh yes. Uh, uh, what did you do with the, uh, the black animal we found in Jim's room? Oh, you mean Jim? Yes. No. Yes. No, no, no. No, how do I know what I mean anymore? I've had more than I can stand, Kent. I'm not a young man anymore. I, I can I can feel my heart palpitating. I can feel my arteries hardening. I, I know. I, I know, Chief. I, I know. But you can relax. I'm going to have this mystery solved before this night is over. What? What do you mean? How are you going to leave it to me and take my word for it? Before this night is over, I'll have the answer to the mystery. How does Clark Kent intend to solve the baffling mystery tonight? Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Refusing to tell Perry White how he intends to solve the mystery, Clark Kent drove to the editor's suburban home, picked up the Siamese cat which Lois, Jimmy, and White insisted had spoken to them, and returned to his own metropolis apartment with the animal, accompanied by Perry White. Now, as the mantel clock points to 2.45 in the morning... The fawn-colored cat, having explored the small apartment, springs to the divan and curls into a furry ball, its strange gray-blue eyes regarding Kent curiously. White breaks the silence. And will you please tell me what this is all about, Kent? What's the idea of dragging me and that confounded cat to your apartment at this hour of the morning? I brought you because I'm going to need your help, Chief. And I brought the cat because I expect it to tell me the answer to this whole riddle. You expect it to tell you? Yes. Unless I'm very far wrong, and I don't think I am, we're going to learn from Kitty here where Lois and Jim are, how and why they disappeared, and everything else. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. You said you didn't believe the cat could talk. I don't. What? Now, now, hold on. Hold on. I, I may be a little screwy after everything what's happened, but I'm not so screwy that I can't recognize two conflicting statements when I hear them. Oh? First you say the cat can talk, and then you say it can't. Well, it can't. But it will. What? Of all the... Now, 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 wait, Kent. Now, wait. Take it easy. All this wacky stuff is beginning to get you, too. What? Now, I tell you what. You take a warm <laughs> bath and go to bed. I'll sleep out here on the you sofa. You think I'm going crazy, don't you? Huh? No, 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 no. Of course not. No, you're, you're, you're just a little tired and over-anxious like, like I am. Oh. Your nerves are frizzled. They're what? Uh, I mean frazzled. Oh. Uh, now, listen to me, Kent. Uh, you take a shower wait, and... Wait, wait. Huh? Well, what's the matter? The cat's going to talk. Who said it was? I did. Now, don't move and don't say anything. Well, how do you know it's going to talk? I'm telling you it will. No, you are, are you? Kent, you're crazier than I am. Why? You're twice as crazy. Wait a minute. You wait, wait, will you? It's going to talk. It's going to talk now. Tensely, their eyes glued on the fawn-colored cat. Clark, Kent, and Perry White wait for it to talk. If Kent's hunch is right... The answer to the puzzling mystery is close at hand. Will the cat talk? Tomorrow's episode is jam-packed with excitement, fellas and girls, so don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, for the mystery of the talking cat in The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. 
up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash Silver Age Heroes. Join us again, same bat time, same bat station, for another presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Excelsior! Thank you for tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. I'm your host, Christian Phoenix. Now, growing up as a comic book fan of the 80s and 90s, I've always been fascinated with how storytellers translated these iconic heroes from the page to film, television, and radio. Long before we got the big-budget CGI epics we enjoy today, children gathered around their radios to hear their favorite do-gooders come to life with little more than their imaginations and these broadcasts from a time long forgotten. I invite you to gather around your radio for this presentation of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, as Clark Kent, he has assured Perry White that the Siamese cat will again talk. We'll learn whether or not he's right in a moment. But first, here's a word from Dan McCullough. You know, gang, you always want to keep your sunny side up these wintry mornings. And that's easy when Mom dishes out Kellogg's Pep for breakfast. Because this sunny, golden-flavored cereal tastes a doggone good that, well, you're bound to feel mighty cheery. And Pep has such a load of fine nutrition... It helps start a good day off with a bang. Yes, sir, Kellogg gives Pep extra amounts of that good old sunshine vitamin D and vitamin B1, an energy vitamin. Mom will tell you that you need these vitamins to help you grow up husky and strong. And, of course, you're glad to have Pep because that's how you get your exciting prizes, the bright-colored comic buttons, all the gangs collecting. You sure wouldn't want to miss out on the fun comparing notes with your friends on how many different buttons you have and wearing them pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap and trading duplicates. These comic buttons are so true to life and so slick-looking that, well, you'll want all 18 of them. And you can get them, too, easy as anything. You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. All you do is to ask Mom to get you some Kellogg's Pep and look for your exclusive prize inside the package. There's a thrilling, bright-colored comic button for you in every package of P-E-P Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. First, Lois Lane 
And then Jimmy Olsen disappeared mysteriously after revealing that Lois's Siamese cat had spoken to them in a human voice, warning them to beware of Editor Perry White. Then White, too, insisted he had heard the cat speak in Lois's voice, and he told Clark Kent he was afraid he was losing his mind. Kent promised to solve the baffling mystery that very night and brought the frightened gray-haired editor of the Siamese cat to his apartment. The cat, he said, would reveal the whereabouts of Jimmy and Lois and all the other answers to the riddle. As we continue now, Kent leans forward tensely, watching the fawn-colored cat crouched on the divan. Pale and haggard, Perry White paces the floor like a caged lion. Listen. Now look, Kent. Wait, Chief. The cat's going to talk. As you said, it can't talk. It can't. But it will. No, it can't. But it's going to anyhow. That's right. Uh, I don't get it. Now, please be quiet, will you? Any second now. Any second now, you're going to bring a rabbit out of a hat. Wait a minute. Great, gee, Hossifat. I thought I was crazy. Look, compared to you, I, I, I'm I, as sane as a newborn baby. Will you be quiet? No, I won't. All this this talking cat stuff and Lois and Jim disappearing has finally got to Now, listen to me. Now, 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 relax. Relax. Give your nerves a rest. I'll heat up some milk for you. Come back here, please. Hot milk is the thing for frizzled... I mean for frazzled nerves. Will you sit down? In fact, I'm going to have some myself. Now, you wait right there. Will you please come back here or do I have to pick you up and carry you back? No, no, no. no. I'll take it easy, Kent. I'll try to control yourself. Chief, I'm telling you for the last time, come back here. All right, all right, all right. I'm coming back. I see. Don't get violent. Try to get a grip on yourself. I ought to get a grip on you. No, 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 no. Now, Kent, Talking is... cats, Lois and Jimmy disappearing into thin air. Now, I know just how you feel. Just thinking about it makes little colored pinwheels go around in your head, doesn't it? In my head. Okay, okay, in my head. Uh, try not to excite yourself. You'll feel better soon. I feel lots better than I did uh, already. I feel fine. Just a cat meowing. What did you think it was? I don't know. Maybe you thought it was Jim. Oh, no, 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 that's right. You decided Jim was the black cat on his bed. This Siamese cat must be Lois. Or have you discarded the silly theory that human beings can turn into cats? No, don't. Don't talk like that, Kent. You'll, you'll drive me crazy again. All right, then stop acting silly. You said I'd solve this mystery tonight, didn't I? Oh, sure, sure. You did, Kent. You did. And I will. Talking cats. Why doesn't it speak? Well, maybe uh, maybe it doesn't feel like talking. Oh, it feels like talking, all right. And it will, too. Yeah, it will, huh? Yes. And are you sure you won't let me fix you some nice hot milk? What or for? maybe a nice hot cup of tea? Huh. Car's still here. A car? Here? You mean you see a car in this room? Oh, of course not. Down in front of the building. Huh. You can look through the floors and brick walls and see a car down in front of the building, eh? Just like Superman, huh? No, that's fine, Kent. That's fine. Now, what kind of a car is it? A trolley car? Oh, it's a little coupe. That... Oh, did I say I saw it? <laughs> oh, I meant I heard it. I've, I've got pretty sharp ears. Yes, yes, of course you have. You've got ears like a cat. Uh, I mean, uh, a fox. Uh, what about the car? Oh, it... Uh-oh. Now it's driving away. Jimmy, I don't understand this. Well, don't try to understand it. Just, just forget all about it. Drink some hot milk and go to bed. The police are bound to find Lois and Jimmy. Uh, I hope. They can't. We've got the cat. I don't understand why that car drove away after following us here. I was sure it was somehow mixed up in this whole... What car followed us? The little coupe. It was parked near your house when we got there this evening. When we came out with the cat, it followed us here. Hmm? Are you sure? Of course I am. See, my hunch is that whoever's behind all this crazy stuff is the unknown person who sent that cat to Lois in the first place. He kept watch outside Lois's apartment building. And when Jimmy took the cat to his house, this unknown person trailed him. And when the cat was taken to your house, he trailed it there. 
And when we brought and it... we brought it to your place tonight, he trailed us here. That's right. Now, even if that were true, which I doubt, how does it account for Lois and Jim disappearing and the cat talking? Well, this man must have a way of making a voice seem to come from the cat. You mean he's a ventriloquist? What? No. He stands on the sidewalk below Lois's apartment and sends his voice 16 stories up and out of the cat. Oh, of course not. Then how did this, this unknown magician do it? Oh, yeah, I don't know. I was sure I'd find out tonight when the cat talked. Always talked before when it was taken to a new place. But now... Now what? Now I don't know. Oh, no, of course you don't. Neither does anybody else. Now take my advice and forget about it. At least until morning. You need a good night's sleep to steady your nerves. So do I. Now come on. Wait! What, what's the matter? The cat's opening its mouth. Maybe it's going to talk. Huh. That's quite a speech you made. Come on, come on. We both need some sleep and we'll be fresh and sane in the morning. Now, you go to bed. I'm not sleeping. Of course you are. No, I'm not. you are. You're just too tired to know it. Must be three o'clock in the morning. What? Uh, what the... What? What's the matter? My wristwatch says only 11.30. Oh, you must have forgotten to wind it. That mantel clock keeps pretty good time. It's ten minutes to three. I didn't forget to wind it. Hey. Uh-oh. Listen to it. Sounds like all the parts come loose. Yeah. I must have broken it during the excitement of that uh, that, that uh, haunted house tonight. Mm, too bad. Oh, come on, Kitty. Talk to me, will you? Here, come here. Sit in my lap and tell me what happened to Jim and Lois. Now, come on up here. Oh, stop yeah, it. Stop it, stop it. Give me the shivers. I'm sure that coupe had the answer. And stop with the coupe. There probably never was one. Well, I'll have to leave this watch at the jeweler's. I gave my old one to Poco, and Mr. Grayson gave us these new ones for Christmas. Oh? Oh, you can have mine. I've got an extra... And be careful, Mr. Kent. Who, who said that? The cat. Be very careful, Mr. Kent. <laughs> oh, quiet, will you? Quiet. Beware of... Uh, uh, Harry no, White. no. Quiet, Chief. Harry White is out to get you. Just the way he got Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen. That, 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 that's a dirty lie. I warned Miss Lane... But she didn't believe me. She trusted Perry White. Oh, oh, I oh, warned yeah. Jimmy, too. Oh, yeah, like that. But he didn't believe me, either. I told them Perry White was going to drive them mad and then get rid of them. Of all the rotten lies. Gee, please, I don't care. Nobody can talk that way about me. Not even a... Uh, uh, cat. Don't make the same mistake Miss Lane and Jimmy did. Listen to me. Quit, Chief. Go into the bedroom and close the door. Huh? For heaven's sake, Chief. Hurry, hurry, Chief. Get into the bedroom. Good way. Don't stop to ask questions. Just get into the bedroom and close the door. It's the only way I can solve this thing. He wants to drive all right, you All right, all right, all right. I'm going. Listen to me, Mr. Kent. I'll tell you how to protect yourself against Mr. White. The only way to save yourself is... Pale and trembling, Perry White stumbles into the bedroom and slams the door behind him. What is Clark Kent going to do now? Now, back to the adventures of Superman. With a strange voice warning Clark Kent against Perry White, apparently coming from the Siamese cat in his lap, Clark Kent sent Editor White into the bedroom behind a closed door. Now, a few seconds later, as the voice still seems to come from the fawn-colored animal, Kent, carrying the cat, opens the bedroom door and summons the gray-haired editor back to the living room. Chief! Chief, come on back in here. There's only one way to save yourself, Mr. Kent. Get Perry White well, well, before well, he Kent, gets what you. Is it? What did you find out? 
I didn't find out anything yet. Don't let him drive you mad and then get rid of you. Listen to me. Get rid of him first. Good Godfrey. I can't understand it. I was sure it was you. Me? You mean you believe what the cat said about me getting rid of Lois and Jimmy? No, no, not that. No, the voice. Get rid of Mr. White. You can find the way. Get rid of him. Do you hear that? Uh, now, wait a minute. What do you mean you thought the voice was me? Get rid of him quick. I, I didn't think the voice was you. But I was sure that you and, and Lois and Jimmy and were Get all... rid of him tonight. You can do it. Oh, I can't stand this. What about me and Lois and Jimmy? I can't understand. I can't see. Tonight, when he's asleep, get rid of oh, him. Oh, this is terrible, terrible. Wait! Great Scott! What? Remember, unless you get rid of him tonight, he'll get rid of you. I've got it. Cut what? The answer. What answer? The answer to this mystery. I know now what makes that cat talk. Eagerly, Perry White hurries across the room to where Clark Kent stands holding the fawn-colored Siamese cat, his eyes blazing with excitement. Has he solved the mystery? If he has, we'll know what it is tomorrow. So be sure to listen. Tune in same time, same station, for another thrilling episode of the mystery of the talking cat in The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellas and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday. Same time, same station. By the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Behold my Ooh, yeah, let me tell you something right here, uh huh. It's the Loot Crate subscription box, yeah, full of exclusive loot on surprises delivered to your door every month. Just pick up your favorite geeky genre, daddy. <laughs> From the original Loot Crate, the Loot Crate DX collectible boxes, dude. Cowabunga! To the Loot Gaming video game box. Woohoo! Yeehoo! Wowzers! With crates starting as large as $11.99 per month, there's a box just about for all collectors in. To get your geek on, head over to phoenixmedia.us forward slash loot crate and claim your exclusive offer. That's f-e-n-i-x media.us forward slash loot crate. Great Scott! Snap into a loot crate, it. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman. Yes, it's Superman, who is today convinced that he knows the answer to the mystery of the talking cat. But right now, let's hear what Dan McCullough has in store for us. You know, fellas and girls, 
they tell me that it's almost like a birthday every time Mother opens a new package of Kellogg's Pep. Because not only do you know that you'll have some mighty swell eating, but you also get a brand new bright colored comic button. It's an exclusive prize. Maybe it'll be a true-to-life picture of Uncle Walt from Gasoline Alley, all dressed up in a bright red sports shirt, or maybe Lillums from Harold Teen in her smart-looking skating cap and sweater. Maybe Superman himself, his red cape flying in the wind. And if it's a duplicate, well, that's even more fun because you can trade with your pals and still add another new button to your collection. What's more, wearing these swell buttons pinned on your jacket or your dress or cap is a real thrill. Everybody can see how many you've collected, so better get busy. See how soon that you can collect all 18 different buttons in the series. Just ask Mom to get you a package or two of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pet. Isn't that easy? You don't send in any money, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But a slick-looking comic button is your exclusive prize in every package of P-E-P Pep. Made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. With editor Perry White on the verge of a nervous collapse, and Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen mysteriously missing after Lois's Siamese cat had seemingly talked to them in a human voice, Clark Kent suddenly revealed he was prepared to solve the baffling mystery. In the early hours before dawn, he brought Perry White and the cat to his apartment, and, as Kent predicted... A human voice was soon heard, coming apparently from the cat. For a moment, Kent was puzzled. Then, like a bolt out of the blue, the answer to the mystery occurred to him, and he said he knew what made the cat talk. As we continue now, Perry White hurries across the room to where Kent is standing with the fawn-colored cat in his arms. Listen. Now explain yourself, Kent. What do you mean, you know what makes the cat talk? That's what I said, Chief. All right, you can get down now, Kitty. Come on. What are you letting it go for? We don't need it anymore. It has nothing whatever to do with the voice we heard. Huh? Uh, but you just said... I know, I know, I know what I said. But if I'd been holding an orange in my hands when we heard the voice, or or that little statue on the mantel, you'd swear the orange or the statue would talk. Are you crazy? Well, I know it sounds crazy, but it's really quite simple, Chief. Very ingenious, but simple, like most clever tricks. Look. There's your answer. What is? What answer? My wristwatch. Eh? And your wristwatch. Uh, my wristwatch? Yes, and Lois's wristwatch and Jimmy's wristwatch. Will you kindly tell me what you are talking about, Kent? Certainly. These watches the four of us received for Christmas are equipped with tiny radio receivers. What? Yes. I can see that yours and mine are, and I'll stake anything I own that Lois's and Jimmy's are, too. What do you mean you can see that yours and mine are? I can't see anything of the kind. Oh, they look like ordinary watches to me. Well, I, I mean, that has to be the explanation. Look, Lois was in bed, and the cat was on the bed right near her when she thought it talked. All right, you were in bed, and the cat was next to your hand when you thought it talked. Jim was holding the cat in his lap when he thought it talked. And just now, I was holding it in my arms. My wristwatch was only, oh, an inch or two from the cat. Now, so that proves that our watches are radio receivers, does it? Of all the dumb, idiotic brainstorms anyone ever had, this one takes the cake. Well, it's true, and I can... through my foot. Who ever heard of a watch being equipped with a radio receiver? Well, these are. These are? I suppose they've got six tubes and condensers and loudspeakers uh, and an automatic phonograph, too, eh? All right, all right. Now, wait a minute. I'll prove it to you. Give me your one. No, no, no. Oh, no, no, no. If I let a crackpot like you monkey around with it, it'll be ruined. Radio receiver. Okay, I'll use mine. I just suggested yours because it was broken. As a matter of fact, that was the tip-off. What tip-off? 
Well, I knew the cat couldn't really talk, and I'd made sure there were no hidden speaking devices in Lois's apartment, in Jim's house, and in your house, or in that deserted mansion on Myrtle Drive. Oh, golly, this catch on the band seems to be stuck. Yeah, there's something in your brain that's stuck, too. Now, go on. You decided the cat couldn't talk, and there were no hidden speaking devices, uh, so it had to be our wristwatches. Uh-huh. <laughs> Wonderful reasoning. I don't think... Well, now, wait a minute. I knew it had to be something you, Lois, and Jim wore or, or carried in common. But when I sent you into the bedroom tonight and a cat still seemed to talk in my lap, then I knew it had to be something I had in common with you three. And then I remembered the wristwatches the four of us got for Christmas. Wait a minute. It's coming. Ah, there we are. Yeah, now I can open the watch. And it's too bad we can't open your head and let the hot air out. Now, look, Sherlock, even if you were right, have you forgotten that Mr. Grayson, the publisher of the Daily Planet, gave us these watches? Do you think Mr. Grayson would try to drive four of his employees out of their minds, make two of them disappear, and commit all the uh, the other hocus-pocus that's been going on? Yeah, I know. That's been stumping me. As well as the Oh, fact... you admit something stumps you, eh? I'm getting it. There we are. All right, now, look, Chief. You see? Now, that tiny compact unit in the upper half of the case is the watch movement. Uh, what are those, those other little gadgets, uh, wires and stuff, and the rest of the case? That's the miniature radio receiver. Who says so? I do. I've seen some of the new radio developments that came out of the war. And now, you see there? That's the speaker amplifier, that tiny valve-like gadget. The filament is attached to it. Mm, you can see that without a microscope? Of course I can. And furthermore... Oh, you're crazy. You're crazy. Now, no, no, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. One of those little glass thingamajigs fitted around the inside of the case. Those? Yeah, they, they look like glass beads. They're radio tubes. Radio tubes? Mm-hmm. And no, 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 wait, wait, wait. Wait till I get my glasses on now. now wait a minute. Hold on. Yeah. Now... They still look like glass beads, and... No, no, no. No, I, I think they are radio tubes. Of course they are. This little set must be tuned to a certain wavelength, undoubtedly a very high frequency, or the government monitors would have detected it. The voice you thought came from the cat, and Jim's voice, and Lois's voice, and all the other spooky voices you heard in the deserted house were transmitted over that wavelength and received by your wristwatch. Good country. If, if that's true, Kent, I'm why... sure it is, that I never noticed it. I, I just took for granted it was an ordinary watch. But, 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 but who? Why? Well, I don't know who. Yes. You, we've got to find out where the transmitter is. Exactly, but how? There, there must be some way. Well, if there is, I don't know it. I was sure that coupe that followed us here from your house had something to do with it, but maybe, maybe it was the coupe. There might have been a transmitter in it. No, there wasn't. Well, how do you know? I, I just know. Oh, nonsense, nonsense. It was dark, and the car was traveling along behind us. Well, how could you see if there was a radio transmitter in it or not? I'm just sure there wasn't. Anyhow, the car drove away from here before the cat talked. So what? They could transmit from some other place, couldn't they? Now, look, Kent, I'll get Inspector Henderson on the phone. You describe the coupe to him. I tell you, there was no transmitter in that coupe. And besides... Uh-oh. What's the matter? A hearse. A what? A black funeral hearse. Two blocks over on Pine Street. It's speeding away. A hearse? Two blocks away? What are you talking about? Remember the man who stopped Lois's taxi cab the day she disappeared was driving a funeral hearse. A tall, thin man, the taxi driver said. This man is tall and thin. Great Scott, I wonder. You wonder what? What tall man? It, uh, it all stop looking as if you were seeing through walls. Well, there are some queer things in that hearse. Can't quite make them out from here, but... Oh, get that crazy look off your face, Kent. You're going to pieces again. Now, come on. Try to pull yourself together. Don't you worry about me. Just keep your fingers crossed that I'm right about the hearse and that it leads me to Jimmy and Lois. I'll see you later, Chief. Now, wait. Come back here. Where are you going? Going after that hearse. Now, what, what hearse? How can you see a hearse blocks away from inside this apartment? Call it a gift. So long, Chief. Come back here. You're out of your mind, Kent. Come back here, I said. Kent! Kent! Good Godfrey, he's as mad as a hatter. Kent! Kent, come back here! Kent! Frantically, 
Perry White shouts after Clark Kent, who has rushed from the apartment. Will the black funeral hearse lead him to Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane? Now, back to the adventures of Superman. <laughs> Hoping that a black funeral hearse, driven by a tall, thin man, might lead him to the missing Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, Clark Kent rushed from his apartment and resumed his true identity of Superman. He is now streaking through the dark sky, high above the hearse which speeds along Metropolis Boulevard, almost fully deserted in this early morning before dawn. Just as I thought. There is a radio transmitter in that hearse. That's where the cat's voice and all the other strange voices came from. Well, there's nobody in the hearse but the driver, so he must be Mr. Voice himself. Okay, I'll just follow him, and he ought to lead me to Lois and Jim. Hey, he's certainly kicking the speed laws around. Faster! Uh-oh, swinging off toward the parkway. After him. Wow, look at him take that turn on two wheels. Lucky for him there's no traffic at this hour. Wait! He's going right through a red light. There comes another fast car from the side street. They're going to crash. Down to them. Down! <laughs> That hearse overturned. I've got to get that driver out. The driver of the other car doesn't look too badly hurt. It's a miracle. Wait a minute. Oh, here comes another car. A taxi. Hey, what happened? This hearse and that car piled up. Come on out here and give me a hand, will you? Sure, you bet. Holy smokes, what a crash. Hey, who are you? Never mind the questions now. I'll lift the hearse. You pull the driver out. You what? There we go. Jeepers. You are lifting it. Holy smokes, that costume. You're... You're Superman. Yes, yes. Now get him out, will you? Gently, though. Okay. Careful. Have you got him? Yeah. Easy with him. All right, I'll put him down. I'll stand the hearse up. There we are. How is he? I don't know. He don't look too good to me. Here, wait. Step aside. Let me see, will you? Uh Uh-oh. He's done for, huh? Yes. Now, how am I going to find Lois and Jimmy? How? How? Worried, Superman gazes down at the still figure of the tall, thin driver of the strange funeral hearse, the man who he feels was his only clue to Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen's whereabouts. Tomorrow, as Superman battles what seems to be a hopeless predicament, we learn what happened to Jimmy and Lois. So don't fail to be with us then. There's plenty of excitement still to come, so tune in tomorrow and every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, for the mystery of the talking cat in The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman.
faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Yes, it's Superman. And today, the man of steel must find the means of tracing Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane. We'll join him as Clark Kent in a moment. But right now, let's join a certain young fellow named Rusty, who seems to be kind of discouraged. Let's hear what Dan McCullough has to say to him. Hey, Rusty, uh, what's the matter with you? Oh. Uh, Why, you've been grumping around here all afternoon. What's the beef? Well, I missed out on something. Something you wanted pretty bad? Yeah, one of those comic buttons Kellogg's Pep is putting out. One I need in my collection. Well, uh, how'd you miss out? All I wanted was to trade with Skinny. That's all I wanted. He went and traded with Sue instead. But Skinny wouldn't leave you out. Well, I've got two Smoky Stover buttons, see, and I need a Moon Mullins or a Superman. Yeah? So Skinny goes and swaps Sue as extra Superman for a Smoky Stover. And I wanted that trade. But look, Rusty, did Skinny know that you had an extra Smoky Stover button? Well, no. And uh, did he know that you needed a Superman? No, but... Well, then how could he know that, he wa- that, that, that you wanted him to trade? Say, that's right. I never thought of that. Why, sure. Every fellow and girl knows that you... Well, you have to sort of spread the word around when you have duplicate comic buttons to trade so that you... Well, you don't take any chances on missing out. Because every fellow and girl wants, eventually, to collect all 18 different buttons in the series. And you can do that, too. Sure, easy as anything. You don't send in any money, not even a box top. Fact is, you can't buy these exciting comic buttons anywhere. But you'll find one, an exclusive prize, in every package of P.E.P. Pet, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. Just as Superman seemed on the verge of learning what had happened to Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen, who had mysteriously disappeared after Lois's Siamese cat had seemingly spoken to them in a human voice, grim tragedy intervened. A moment after his discovery that the gold wristwatches presented to the Daily Planet staff by Mr. Grayson, publisher of the paper, contained tiny, ingeniously designed radio receivers, Clark Kent, in his role of Superman, spotted a black funeral hearse speeding away from the vicinity of his apartment. Pursuing it in the dark hours before dawn, he was just too late to prevent a traffic crash in which the driver of the hearse was killed. As we continue now at the scene of the accident, the police have removed the dead driver... And having summoned Perry White and Inspector Henderson to the scene, Kent is pointing out a discovery he made in the wrecked hearse. Listen. Shine your flashlight over here, Inspector. Now, a little more to the right. That's it. Hey, what's the... What's this doing in a funeral hearse, Kent? You mean that pile of junk? Oh, what is it? That's a radio transmitter, Chief. A radio transmitter? Uh-huh. That's what it is, all right. What's left of it. But, but what were the... Wait a minute. You said you saw this hearse near your apartment tonight, Kent. Yes, I noticed it speeding away after Lois's cat stopped talking. Oh, then this transmitter could be the one that... that That's right. It. There's no doubt about it. No doubt about what? It's the cat's voice. Uh-huh. The cat's voice. Well, we haven't had a chance to tell you yet, Inspector. Lois, the Siamese cat, spoke to me tonight. What? Yes, it told Kent I was responsible for Lois and Jimmy's disappearance. And that I intended to get rid of him, too. It wasn't really the cat speaking, of course. It was... It was. It wasn't. Great jihaz of that. Can't you make up your mind? Well, perhaps I'd better explain. Perhaps you'd better and make it good. I can't make it any better than it is. The human voice that Lois and Jim and Mr. White thought came from the cat was broadcast from the shortwave radio transmitter in this funeral hearse. And it was received by our wristwatch. Uh-huh. By your what? Uh, now, look. Is there something wrong with your hearing, Inspector? No, but I think there's something wrong with your head. Oh, no, look wait here. A minute, you... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You see, Inspector, the four of us, Mr. White, Miss Lane, Jim Olsen, and myself, received gold wristwatches for Christmas. 
Mr. White's and mine, and I'm sure Miss Lane's and Jim's, too, were equipped with tiny radio receivers. Are you kidding? I'll show him, Ken. I'm just going to. Here, wait a minute. You can see for yourself, Inspector. I'll just remove the back of this watch. There. Shine your flash on it. Great Jehoshaphat. See it? Those little glass gimmicks are the two. Right, and that's the speaker amplifier. Yeah, yes, you're right, Ken. This is a miniature receiving set. Of course it is. It picked up the voice that was broadcast from this phony hearse. And when Miss Lane was alone with a Siamese cat, and later when Jim was, and then Mr. White, they thought the cat was speaking. Oh, it almost drove me out of my mind. That probably was the purpose of the whole thing. What do you mean, Kent? I believe the talking cat, voices in the deserted house on Myrtle Drive, and all the other hocus-pocus was deliberately planned to confuse us and make us think we were losing our reason. Say, wait a minute. You said somebody gave you these wristwatches for Christmas. Uh Uh-huh. Who was? Uh, Mr. Grayson, the publisher of the planet. John W. Grayson? Yes. Oh, but he can't be mixed up in anything like this. Of course not. Look, Inspector, the motive isn't the important thing right now. We've got to find out what happened to Jim and Lois and where they are. The driver of this hearse knew, but he's dead. Now, you've just got to identify him and trace this hearse. My men are working on it. But there are a few things about this setup and your story, White, that don't satisfy me. What do you mean? All of you thought the voices you heard came from the camp, right? Well, I didn't, but what's your point? Well, actually, the voices came from the radio receivers and your wristwatches. Yes. And for you to think that they came from the cat, the cat had to be close to one of the watches. That's right. Well, it was. I was in bed reading. And it was crouching next to me when it... Uh, I mean, when I, I I thought it talked. Then how could the guy in the hearse, the guy who was doing the broadcasting, know when each of you was alone with a cat and whether or not it was close to you? Mm, that's right. Well, how could he, Kent? Yeah, they must have had a Confederate posted somewhere. You see, it's my hunch that the man in the coupe who followed us from your house tonight, Chief, was a lookout. Yes, that adds up. Yeah, sounds pretty far-fetched to me. Well, if you want my opinion, Kent, you're way off the beam. Now, wait a minute. How about the fact that the man who drove this hearse answers the description of the man who stopped Miss Lane's taxi cab the day she disappeared, Inspector? Hmm, yeah, you got a point there, Kent. Oh, this is the screwiest case I've ever seen. You are telling us. Well, come on. There's no more to be seen here. We'll go back to headquarters and see if anything turned up. Watch it. Watch it. There's glass all around here. Okay. Oh, be careful, Chief. Uh, stop treating me like a baby. Well, you seem to be yourself again. Ah. Okay. Here's my car. Get in, gentlemen. Hope they identified that driver, Kent. Keep your fingers crossed. Close the door, will you, Kent? Okay. Maybe we can find out what we want at headquarters. Yes, Inspector? I'm in my office with Mr. White and Mr. Kent. I don't want to be disturbed. Detective Healy is calling from the criminal record room, sir. Okay, put him on my private wire. Healy, he may have something. Yes, Healy? What? Oh, I see. How about the driver? Uh Uh-huh. Well, stay with it. Right. Any luck, Inspector? Yes, but it's bad. The license plate on the hearse was stolen, so we drew a blank there. No. What about the driver? Haven't been able to identify him. Then what are we going to do? Well, I think we'd better pay Mr. Grayson a visit and find out where he got those watches. Looks like our last hope. Let's go. If you think Mr. Grayson's mixed up in this, you're both crazy. He sent you the watches, didn't he? Yes, but... Oh, you mean... We want to know where he got them. And if he knew about the radio receiver built into them, one or two other things. Why doesn't someone answer the bell? Are we supposed to cool our heels out here forever? Look, it's only six o'clock in the morning, Inspector. They're all probably asleep. Wait a minute, here comes someone. Yes? What is it? Oh, good morning, Thomas. Oh, it's you, Mr. White. And Mr. Kent. Hello. Who's he, Kent? Grayson's butler. Uh, Mr. Grayson up yet, Thomas? Mr. Grayson? Well, Mr. Grayson left for Europe. 
quite suddenly. You're up, Lefrey. You're up, right, sir. He tried to phone you before he left, Mr. White, but you weren't at home. I had the office. Good God, Frank. Now we are in a pickle. Now, wait, maybe not. Uh, when did Mr. Grayson leave, Thomas? Last night, sir. At midnight. Uh-huh. How was he traveling? By clipper. He managed... Thanks. Uh, see you later, Chief. Back there. Uh, now, wait. Where are you going, Kent? I uh, just thought of something. Something important. So long. Breaking into a run, Clark Kent vanishes around the corner, leaving Perry White and Inspector Henderson speechless and amazed. What did Kent suddenly think of? Now, back to the adventures of Superman. Our scene is a dingy warehouse, only a few miles from the Daily Planet building. Here, for almost 24 hours now, Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen have been held in a locked room, where almost constantly they hear the nerve-wracking meowing of a cat. Listen. There. There it is again, Jim. Sure, I know, Miss Lane. It's a cat. Yes, but where is it? Where? Why, I... I don't know. It sounded like it was in this room, didn't it? Well... You know it did, Jim. But... But there is no cat in this room. Oh, Jimmy, what's happening to me? Nothing. Nothing's happening. Yes, something is. First, I heard my, my Siamese cat speak to me in a human voice. And then... Well, I heard it, too, and, and so did Mr. White. I don't believe it. I don't believe you. You're just saying it to, to try and make me feel better. No, I'm not. Mr. White and I did hear it. But it's some kind of a trick, like Mr. Kent said. Why should anyone play a trick like that on it? I don't know, but I'm sure that's what it is. I told you what happened to me when I was with Mr. White in that deserted house last night. I fell through a hole in the floor or something, and somebody grabbed me. I couldn't see him in the dark, but, but I felt him. That's how I know Mr. Kent is right, that it's a trick and not anything, anything, well, spooky. But what happened to me? I was in a taxi cab in broad daylight going to Lucille Markham's house in Forest Heights. And, and the next thing I knew, I was in a pitch black room, and, and that same voice, the voice I heard coming from the cat, kept telling me what to say, to call for help. It said that Mr. White would hear me and help me. And I was so... The cat again. Do you hear it? Sure, but... You don't. You don't. Only I hear it. I know it. Now, please, Miss Lane, you've got to pull yourself together. You've just got to. I don't know what this is all about, but... But there's nothing wrong. But even as Jimmy makes a desperate attempt to console Lois and assure her that nothing is going to happen to them, in a room above the one in which the two Daily Planet reporters are being held, a plump, middle-aged, pasty-faced man smiles as he listens to Jimmy's voice coming to him over a dictograph. you got to believe me, Miss Lane. you just got to. Nothing's going to happen to us. Like Mr. Kent and Mr. White and Inspector Henderson and the whole police force must be looking for us right now. And it won't be long before they find us. So, you got to just hang on. Smiling, the pasty-faced individual reaches out and flips the switch of the dictograph, turning it off. Then, facing his companion, a younger man with tiny pig eyes, thick lips, and massive shoulders, he nods as though in satisfaction. Who are these two men, and why have they launched a campaign of fear and terror against Lois, Jimmy, and Editor Perry White? What do they hope to gain? Well, you can be sure they'll gain nothing, because Superman is on their trail, and it won't be long now before the trail ends. Tomorrow, we approach the smashing climax of the mystery of the talking cat. So don't miss it. Tune in, same time, same station, for tomorrow's exciting, thrill-packed episode in The Adventures of Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. 
Look, up in the sky. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's Superman. Fellows and girls, be sure to follow the adventures of Superman. Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature appearing in Superman DC publication. You're tuning in to Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater, presented by Phoenix Media. Up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane. No, it's Superman. Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Able to leap tall buildings at a single bound. Look, up in the sky, it's a bird, it's a plane, it's Superman! Yes, it's Superman, who is today hopeful of finding a clue that will lead him to Jimmy Olsen and Lois Lane. We'll learn what happens in a moment, but right now, here is Dan McCullough. You know something I've noticed lately? Well, the girls and the gang are a little bit fancier in the way they pin their comic buttons on their jackets or dress. You know, those swell comic buttons all the gang's collecting from packages of Kellogg's Pet? Yes, the girls like to arrange them in sort of formations or designs. Even some of the fellows are doing it. Of course, it doesn't really matter how you wear your comic buttons as long as you do wear them because you want everybody to see how many you've collected and how smart-looking they are, too. Why, the pictures of your favorite comic strip characters are so bright-colored they show up so clear against the white enamel background that, well, these comic buttons are just about the best-looking things you ever saw. And Smitty and Herbie and Lillums and Superman look so natural, why, you'd know them anywhere. But you know, the best part is, these exciting comic buttons are so easy to get. You don't stand in a single penny, not even a box stop. And you can't buy them anywhere. But inside every package of that super delicious whole wheat flake cereal, Kellogg's Pep, there's your exciting prize. So get your thrilling, bright-colored comic buttons from P-E-P, Pep, made by Kellogg's of Battle Creek. Now, the adventures of Superman. Although Superman has discovered how Lois Lane's Siamese cat appeared to talk in a human voice, he has not yet been able to learn what happened to Lois and Jimmy Olsen, both of whom vanished without leaving a trace, after revealing that the cat had seemingly spoken to them. But as we learned yesterday, the two reporters are in a metropolis warehouse, prisoners of a mysterious man they cannot see, and who, for reasons known only to himself, is determined to make them believe they have lost their minds. Meanwhile... Superman is on the trail of Mr. Grayson, the publisher of the Daily Planet, who presented our friends with the radio-equipped wristwatches that created the illusion of the cat-talking. As we continue now, a huge clipper plane is thundering over the Atlantic toward Lisbon, Portugal. In the control cockpit, the co-pilot, Rusty Brown, suddenly stiffens. Then he turns to the flight captain. You hear that, Bill? Hear what? The voice calling to us. A voice? Yeah. Seem to come from outside the plane. Outside? There's something wrong with your ears, Rusty? Guess I just imagined. But I would have sworn that. Ahoy in there. There, I heard it again. So did I. Good grief, look, Rusty. Huh? What? Right outside your window. Great snakes. It's Superman. Superman? Open the window. I can't believe it. Hurry up, get the window open. I hope 
I didn't start with you fellas. Rusty here will never be the same. You can say that again. Now look, Captain, there's a man aboard named Grayson. It's very important that I see him at once. Did you say Grayson? Yes, he's sitting on the right-hand side of the aisle, third seat back. If you don't mind, I wish you'd call him in here. I'm afraid if I stepped into the cabin, there'd be a lot of commotion. We're not supposed to allow passengers up front. I know. I guess it'll be all right. Uh, call him, Rusty, will you? Grayson, third seat back. Check. Well, what do you know? Oh, uh, Mr. Grayson. Will you step in here, please? That's John D. Grayson, the newspaper publisher, isn't it? That's right. What's he been up to? Nothing, I hope. Right in here, sir. What is it? Take a deep breath. What do you mean? Is something wrong? I wanted to see you, Mr. Grayson. Why, why, who are you? Believe it or not, it's Superman. Superman? Good heavens. Look, Mr. Grayson, you sent identical wristwatches to Perry White, Jim Olsen, Lois Lane, and Clark Kent, right? Yes, for Christmas. Why? Where did you get those watches? I bought them. Where? At Christmas. Now, look here. Why are you asking me these questions? Because Miss Lane and Jimmy Olsen have disappeared, and my only chance of locating them depends on you. Disappeared? How? When? Please, Mr. Grayson, just tell me what I want to know. Every second counts. Where did you buy those watches? Why, I... I bought them at Kreutzer's. Kreutzer's? Yes, he told me he'd just gotten his first shipment of new watches since the beginning of the war. He suggested I might like to buy some for my newspaper staff for Christmas, as I used to do. They were quite beautiful, so... Where and what is Kreutzer's? It's a jewelry store in High Meadows, the suburb where I live. Oh. Uh, But tell me, what is this about Miss Lane and Jim Olsen disappearing? No time now, Mr. Grayson. Excuse me, Rusty. Yeah, sure. So long. Out! And away! Leaping from the window of the huge clipper, Superman veers in midair and streaks back across the vast Atlantic to the fashionable village of High Meadows, a suburb of Metropolis. Once more in the guise and garb of the mild-mannered reporter, Clark Kent, he enters a small jewelry store on the village square. Behind the counter, a thin, stoop-shouldered man is arranging a tray of rings. Good morning. Are you Mr. Kreutzer? Yes. Uh, What can I do for you? Why, there seems to be something wrong with my wristwatch. Will you look at it, please? Yes. Uh, What's the matter with it? I don't like the reception. I... I beg your pardon? The radio reception. I can only get one station, and all that it seems to broadcast is the voice of a cat. What? You heard me. The voice of a cat. Uh, I don't understand you, young man. This is a watch, not a a radio. (laughs) There's a tiny radio receiver built into the case, as you well know. Open the case. It might refresh your memory. My memory? Yes, go ahead. Open it. Why, why, yes. I I, I certainly will. Uh... A radio receiver, you say? I can't imagine such a thing. There. Let's see. Uh, Why, there is what looks a radio set here under the movement. Mm Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it is. Uh, Does does this really receive a radio program? Just one, which I'm tired of. That's why I brought it back to you. I'd like you to fix it so I can hear my favorite program. Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen. Lois Lane and Jimmy Olsen? I never heard of them. Oh, really? No. Uh, listen, Mr... Um, uh, Kent. Uh, yes, Mr. Kent. Where did you get this watch? From Mr. John D. Grayson, who bought it from you. From me? Yes, yes, and three others just like it. Now, look, Mr. Uh, Kent. You're, you're mistaken. I didn't sell Mr. Grayson this watch. Oh, yes, you did. I tell you, I didn't. I've never had a watch with a radio receiver built in. I never saw or even heard of one before. Now, wait a minute. I have... I, I, I remember selling Mr. Grayson four watches just before Christmas. As a matter of fact, 
They were the same make as this one, and similar in design. They were. I received a shipment of 3,000 from the manufacturer, just in time for the Christmas trade. Mm -hmm. Oh, but I assure you, none of them had radio receivers built in. You're prepared to tell the same story to the police, Mr. Kreutzer? The police? Yes. Why, of course. But, but why should I tell it to them? I'll check with the manufacturer, and then perhaps I'll be back to see you. Goodbye, Mr. Kreutzer. Wait, Mr. Kent. I, I, I don't understand. I'll be seeing you. Now, if he was lying, he'll contact somebody in a hurry. There were several people mixed up in this business. The man in the funeral hearse, the lookout in the coupe, and... Uh-oh. He's picking up his phone. Wait now, let's see how... Ah, ah, this telephone pole. It carries the phone wire from his shop. Now, if I lean against it, I should be able to hear his voice over the wire. No, I don't hear anything yet. Metropolis 
Now get your coat and hat and follow me. Hurry. Puzzled but obedient, the ferret-faced Herbert follows Mr. Ames from the dingy office. What did Ames mean when he said, leave everything to me? What is he planning to do? And what of Superman, who overheard the conversation between the jeweler and Ames and is probably even now soaring high above the city in an effort to find Jimmy and Lois? Monday brings the smashing climax of the mystery of the talking cat and the beginning of a new story. You won't want to miss it, so be sure to tune in then, same time, same station, for The Adventures of Superman! Fellows and girls, be sure to follow The Adventures of Superman! Brought to you every day, Monday through Friday, same time, same station, by the grand old Kellogg Company of Battle Creek. And for other thrilling adventures of Superman, see your local newspaper. Superman is also a copyrighted feature, appearing in Superman DC Publications. Get this and previous episodes of Silver Age Heroes Radio Theater wherever you get podcasts or by visiting phoenixmedia.us forward slash silver age heroes join us again same bat time same bat station for another presentation of silver age heroes radio theater excelsior